Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene Steinkamp. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us today. We're so excited to sit down and talk to you and kind of give you some behind the scenes updates on things that are happening at Rejoice Marriage Ministries. We're excited to share about some new programs that are coming up in 2021 in Rejoice Marriage Ministries. I know that this past year has been very challenging for everyone. So we want to have you start this year with number one, putting the Lord first. And you may have have put him on the shelf through some of your circumstances this year, or you may have had a time where you have had a real personal relationship with the Lord that has been more on fire than it ever has been. And uh, I want to encourage you that my first goal for you this year, and I will say it every month, is to read the Word study the Bible. Um, we talk about reading the Bible, but how many really read even a chapter of the Bible a day? So my encouragement this year is to start reading the Bible and making it an effort to be disciplined in reading the Bible. In fact, I would really strongly suggest you start in the New Testament, read the whole New Testament, have that be a goal for you. And start with the book of John. That's always the best place to start. A lot of pastors and people recommend uh, the book of John first. So we want you to know that God is still in control of your life, your marriage, your family, and that he is in control of all of this. He's allowed this all to happen for a divine reason. Nobody would have expected one year ago in January to see the crisis that we saw last year. But there's another crisis that many of you probably know about. It happened over 100 years ago, and it was the Titanic. You may have heard the story about lifeboat number six. And lifeboat number six took off from the wreckage of the Titanic. Reports say that lifeboats that were on the Titanic could have held somewhere between 40 and 65 people. Lifeboat number six was sent off by the quartermaster with about a quarter of the people in that boat. They began rowing away from the wreckage and one lady named Molly Brown stood up and said, we should return and get more people. She knew there was people that were in a crisis and she knew they needed help. And she knew that they had the resource that could help these people. They had empty seats in this boat. The quartermaster repeatedly told her no, but she stood up and fought and insisted that they get more people. The women who were in the boat joined Molly Brown in agreeing that they should get more people. The quartermaster finally pulled out his gun and threatened to shoot her unless she sat down and stopped insisting that they return to the sinking ship to pick up more people. Well, she sat down, and you may have heard her story many times, but later they were rescued. After that event, Molly Brown said that she would never row away from a crisis again. Three years later, when World War I started, she gave her money away and she went to be a nurse to help others that were facing that crisis. That is where she got the nickname Unsinkable Molly Brown. She was an example of a person who was willing to row towards a crisis. And we have a crisis happening in our world today. That crisis is happening in many marriages. 
Some are happening in a home where a couple lives. Some have already happened in their separation or divorce. But there's a crisis. My crisis began over 50 years ago when Bob and I got married. And the very first year, I saw Bob be a different person than I saw him as we dated and were engaged. Now, we were only dating um, for less than a year and got married. And back then, that was the common way of doing it. I did not realize my husband had issues with a temper. I did not know my husband was battling uh, pornography, uh, the lust of the eyes. I did not realize my husband was having the lust of the eyes when he was walking around and working and living. Our marriage started with marriage problems the very first year with his anger and his um, rage. And I can remember going to my mother and father's house and one night and saying, I don't, I don't want to tell you what's going on, but I must tell you because my life is not what you think it is and I don't know what to do. I had never had a father that had ever had anger issues or rage or screaming or hollering. We had a very calm home. And so it came into such a different lifestyle. I loved my husband very much, but I did not know how to help him or help our marriage at that time. I did not think he could change. I didn't think there was hope for our marriage, but God. And God touched me and changed me. And then I started praying for my husband when I knew there was nobody else I could talk to that I could talk to the Lord. And that was the beginning of my relationship. It's so common for well-meaning friends or family to suggest separation or divorce to people who find themselves in a situation like you were in. They just want their loved one to be happy and so they think that the way for them to be happy is to get away from their husband or wife. We um, even know of a marriage ministry that advertises that they'll help guide a couple towards a healthy breakup or restoration. And that just floors me when I see that because as followers of Christ, we should want to follow God's word and what it says about marriage. We should want to know where he wants us to go with our marriages and how our marriages can honor him. So our goal this year is for you to learn the word and you to know scriptures about marriage. To have a career, most of us have had to go to go to some type of education or learn um, your skills. And this is what the Lord is t knocking at our heart's door is he wants us to read the word and put the word into application and know what the Bible says about separation, marriage, about marriage, about the permanence of marriage, about divorce and all life issues, about our behavior, about our actions. So I would like Lori and I to share some scriptures to you that will help you know what the Bible says about marriage. Let me take you to Genesis chapter 2, verses 22 through 24. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, 
This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Another good one is Mark ten nine that says, Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 and 5 says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. And that scripture right there, if you will just stop and go and read 1 Corinthians 13, maybe a whole week, and just keep reading it over and over and study it and meditate on it because it really teaches what love is. And we have to say, am I really loving my children? Am I really loving my husband, my wife? Am I loving others as, as the Lord wants us to do it? We need to not keep a record of wrongs. I know there are people that have journals of just all that your circumstances have been. And that's good to keep as, as a journal. As a prayer journal. As a prayer journal. Right. But it's not a, a, a list of all that's gone on because God wants us to erase it each and every day. Forgiveness is so key in any relationship, let alone a marriage uh, with a husband and wife. Ephesians 5, 21 through 33 is another good passage, and it is titled in my Bible, Instructions for Christian Households. Verse 21 begins, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless in the same way. Husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. I must say that this may be one key to restoring marriages is that the husbands need to love their wives as they as themselves but the wife must respect the husband and so many times as we talk and listen and hear stories we can hear and and know even at the time we're talking to somebody or reading the email that we feel that you can hear that she does not respect her husband but sees all the sin and the badness of him but does not see what God can do and believe for God to restore and resurrect their marriage and pray for their salvations. Hebrews 13, 4 says, Marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. 
I love the scripture in Malachi chapter 2, where it starts with verse 13. Another thing you do, you flood the Lord's altar with tears. You weep and wail because he no longer pays attention to your offerings or accepts them with pleasure from your hands. You ask why? Because the Lord is acting as a witness between you and the wife of your youth, because you have broken faith with her, though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant. Verse 15 reads, Has not the Lord made them one? In flesh and spirit they are his. And why one? Because he was seeking godly offspring. So guard yourself in your spirit and do not break faith with the wife of your youth. Verse 16, I hate divorce, says the Lord God of Israel, and I hate a man's covering himself with violence as well with his garments, says the Lord Almighty. So guard yourself in your spirit and do not break faith. We could probably read scriptures for the rest of this episode that talk about marriage and God's view of it. Well, that is for certain. This year, as we look at the crisis that so many families are facing and we ask God, what can we do to help families who are in crisis? We've decided that we are going to be doing more to focus on families that not are not already in the midst of separation or divorce, but couples that are married and couples who have a restored marriage. And what we're going to be doing is launching two new devotionals that are focused on these areas. Our first weekly devotional is going to be aimed at married couples. It'll be full of biblical wisdom for couples who want to have a closer relationship with each other and with Jesus. These devotionals are going to be very practical and they're going to help couples learn critical relationship skills that'll help them have a healthy marriage. We don't want people to only have a class that teaches you how to survive a divorce. We want to catch couples before they're in the crisis and show them what a godly marriage looks like. For example, how can we resolve conflict in a healthy way? Somebody may have found this us on the website and they're in a marriage and they are having struggles right now and they find us and they will have a devotional for them. How do we make time for each other? How many times do you feel like you just don't have enough time to do everything that you need to do in your life and with your spouse? I wish after that first year of marriage that I could have found material and helps that would have helped me know how I could have prayed, how I could have um, made practical application to how to be a wife to my husband, how to, to start raising little children and, and be able to be responsible for all that we had plus be working. And we have to be able to say, I think this generation right now is wanting to learn more than we ever have in generations past because of the internet. We think it's going to be a very practical way to help couples before they get in a crisis. And we're looking forward to ministering to many couples through this. The other devotional that we're going to be launching is going to be geared directly to people who have a restored marriage. And many of you probably went through premarital counseling before you got married the first time. There is definitely a need for some type of counseling when you enter the phase of restoration. And so we want to kind of help people go through their restoration and guide them. 
you always said, once a stander, always a stander. Oh, I agree 100%. And to the point that I believe when you get touched by the Lord and get committed to standing for and praying for your marriage to be all that God wants it to be, that you are going to be praying for marriages, I think, the rest of your life because you're going to look at a couple in church or you're going to look at a couple at the grocery store and you can tell by the way they talk or what's going on that you say, Lord, I pray that you would send somebody to help them uh, put peace in their home. We love to hear from restored couples and hear how they're sharing the hope of marriage restoration with people that they come encounter with. It's wonderful to hear that they keep spreading that. Some of the things that restored couples work through that we want to try to touch on through this devotional is uh, more in-depth details about the importance of praying for your marriage. You know, sometimes you think, oh, my marriage was restored. I can let up now. I have what I've been praying for. And let me tell you that every time we see a couple where the um, spouse who is praying for restoration lets up, and stops praying as often for their spouse, stops praying for their marriage, and kind of just lets their foot off the gas to coast, every time we will see the enemy come in and start to stir up destruction again. So we want to teach these restored couples um, the importance of praying for your marriage forever. Without a doubt, that is one of the keys to marriage restoration is that you will always be a prayer warrior for um, marriages and for children and loved ones. One of the other topics is how to navigate through the early days of restoration. When your spouse comes home, there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. There's a lot of reacclimating to each other, figuring out how to handle a property maybe that they used to have or the other home that they had, figuring out how to um, get accustomed to being with the children again. There's a whole variety of things that a spouse will face. One of the topics we're going to talk about is how to navigate through the early days of restoration. There's a lot of hiccups that can happen in the early days of restoration. And if you're not prayed up and prepared to face those, it can definitely send a person into a spiral when they start to think their spouse is having second thoughts. Tell them the story about dad's furniture and not wanting to give it up after your remarriage. When Bob came home, he uh, had a whole apartment full of furniture. And so um, he wanted to put it in a warehouse. And uh, we put it there quickly and, and had it there. How did that make you feel when he wanted to put it in a warehouse instead of selling it immediately? Because since you're remarried, it would seem that he doesn't need it anymore. He said he wanted a security blanket or a back. Uh, he spent he spent a lot of money and and uh, getting all the things that he had. And he says, I know that we're remarried, but I just want to have a security blanket right now to see that we're going to make it through this. Um, and I was surprised, and I thought, wow, he wanted an open door. He wanted a a backup plan. I had so many uh, different feelings about Bob's decision of what he wanted to do. And I had been studying and praying and reading the Word and um, reading different books. And then I knew I couldn't just open my mouth and say, what are you thinking? 
We need to get rid of this furniture. I do not want it even in my house. And that's what I'm thinking in the natural. And then the Lord is speaking to me, zip your lips, be quiet. Look to me for, I come to me and speak to me about everything. Pray about it and you don't speak it to Bob to give him uh, the insecurity of, I don't have a backup. So those, the good news is he ended up sell, giving the furniture all away to um, families in our church that needed help once he got comfortable with the thought that he was actually home forever. That's the awesome news is to see how things can happen and how the enemy can put fear upon you or your spouse. And then the Lord, if you just shoot up a short prayer or a longer prayer later on, you can um, see God moving and interacting in your, your uh, marriage. So the figuring out the early days of restoration is definitely an important topic. And so that's something that's going to be written about often. Also, how to fight fair. As a restored couple, you're not going to handle things the way you handled them pre-separation, pre-divorce, pre-the problems. You need to learn how to have disagreements and how to handle them God's way. And we also want you to learn as a restored couple how to develop healthy patterns in your relationship. This is going to be kind of like a premarital counseling for the restored couple, but it's never going to end because once you've been through marriage problems, once you've been through separation or divorce, we don't ever want to see you go back there. So we want you to always be people who are striving to have a marriage that is God honoring and a marriage that brings him glory. We're really excited about what we're going to be starting. And we have seen the people that are contacting us and they're asking questions and we do not have a devotional that applies to that. And so we're really uh, excited about what God is going to do in, in sending more helps to you all and to even to maybe your family or friends. We also want to have you get involved with us and we want you to help us as we're choosing a name for these two new devotionals. One devotional, like we said, is going to be geared towards couples who are married and are looking for strengthening their marriage. The other devotional is going to be for couples who are in a restored marriage. And as we prepare to launch these weekly devotionals, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts and opinions on it. But also, if you have a great idea for a name of what this can be called, we want to hear from you. So we're going to put a link at the bottom of the show notes for this episode. And you can click that link and you can contact us. Give us your suggestion for the married devotional or for the restored marriage devotional on what you think we should call it. I know one of you have the perfect name for it, so we're looking forward to uh, hearing from you. Our goal this year and in launching these two devotionals is one purpose, and that's that we want to see divorce eradicated. And so if we can help stop that divorce in a couple before they separate, that is a win for Jesus. If we can help a couple that has gone through separation or divorce to not reach the courtroom, or if we can help a couple see restoration after a divorce, that's what we want. We don't want to see couples break up in a healthy manner. We don't want to see marriages that are split up in homes that are apart. We want people to make a covenant in front of God for their marriage and to stick with that covenant. And so that's our goal for these two new devotionals that we're going to launch.
and we know that this is going to help so many people that are actually reading our devotionals that it's going to be more applicable to them and it's going to help them personally. Absolutely. Well, watch your Charlene Cares devotionals. I hope you're reading them. Um, we'll be making announcements there about the upcoming devotionals and when they'll be launching. It's going to be in just a few weeks, and we're excited for you to be part of it. Um, you might have a restored marriage or you might be married right now and find that these devotionals are going to be a help to you. So we're excited about it, and we can't wait to read your suggestions for the names. And we will, of course, let you know. Um, what we decide when they finally get a name and are going to be rolled out. Have a blessed week. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.